Hello everyone, my name is Isabel. This podcast today is the first of a new series where our Wild Work team members, Will and Karen, are going to share with us some of their favourite nature areas to visit around the county of Cork. This podcast is linked to a new Wild Work programme where this summer we will be providing free community biodiversity training in 10 locations around Cork. If you hear people talking about wildlife or nature, you'll often hear them use the word biodiversity. And all that refers to is the biological diversity within a place and the range of different trees, plant, animal and insect species that might exist. So the biodiversity is the amount of life and the variety of different species that reside within one habitat. The aim is to nurture and foster biodiverse habitats, which play host to a variety of plant and animal species, creating precious ecosystems where they all contribute and benefit off one another. Additionally, if you found a place that was home to a rare species of plant or animal, that indicates that the area has high biodiversity value. Our Wild Work Biodiversity Training is also going to be taking place in five locations in Cavan and five locations in Limerick this summer. Ahead of this training, I spoke to Will first, who's going to tell us about the areas of Kilbritton, Tracton, Castle Freak, Leth and Baltimore, and what nature spots you might look out for if you're down in those neck of the woods. So here's Will, ready to share with us some amazing spots to visit around Cork. For the listeners of this podcast, this is just what we think is special in these places. The people from these places or the participants in the programme will likely know a whole load more than us. And part of this Wildbrook training programme is about celebrating the important places for nature in our local communities, the wonderful places that exist that people can go and enjoy to immerse themselves in nature. So we're going to tell you our story of what we think is special about these places from having been there before. And hopefully during the course of this training program, this experience that people will all have collectively um, throughout the Wild Work Project, more and more stories like Karen's story and my story will emerge and we'll get to learn loads of more interesting and important things around nature and the places that are important for nature in Cork, Cavan, Limerick, everywhere. And the first area I'm going to talk about is actually quite special for me because I spent some time working there recently with Baltimore Tidy Towns. We were developing a biodiversity action plan together. And for me, I remember one day at the start of that project, I was brought on, onto the top of a hill overlooking all of Baltimore and most of West Cork for that matter on a really windswept, blustery day. And I could look as far as the eye could see across the ocean. Just such an unbelievable sense of freedom there. So what I'm saying about this landscape in Baltimore is that there are parts of it when you go there, it's just truly wild, windswept, open, free. But the place I was standing was on a farmland. And this farm was managed by a farmer who's quite sympathetic to nature and the way that they farm their land. They have a mixture of horses and sheep and cattle and even a few donkeys, I think, thrown in. And the range of habitats on the farm was really quite interesting because you had lots of coastal heathland habitats with lovely yellows and purple shining through with lots of different bird life. And then you had areas of land where you had pasture and lots of different nice flowers that you could find in the pasture. But some of the stuff I loved about that particular farm area was that a lot of the hedgerows, if you can imagine, because of the real strong winds coming in off the Atlantic, 
lots of the shapes of the old trees. They're really bent over and not very big, but they're real scraggly, wild looking. So for me, you want to go and feel free and release the cobwebs from your brain and go and experience biodiversity in that way. And Baltimore is a really wonderful place. But besides that, there are other little spots like little gardens and secluded, tranquil, sheltered places. And Will, didn't you shoot a video while you were working with Baltimore Tidy Towns that's available on our YouTube to watch? For people to see some of the glorious places that you've spotted and some of the amazing biodiversity that you can point out. Great suggestion. And even I'm saying it's wild and windswept and free, but in the video, there's some nice little quiet moments of listening to birdsong or getting up close with some um, Baltimore donkeys and ponies and lots of nice farmland animals. Thanks, Will. And now do you think you might be able to tell us a bit about Kilbritton? Kilbritton is one of those places that mightn't be on everyone's biodiversity radar. You might not know that there are lots of significant habitats and wild places in Kilbritton and surrounds. But if you just go head towards the coast from the village, what you'll start to find is that there's a river and that river goes through lovely woodland habitats. So you can go and experience woodlands and there's lots of different habitat types within the woodlands in Kilbritton itself. But as you follow down the river and there's a lovely Slinus Slointa walk that you can follow, in fact, and where you can walk a quieter country road. And when I say estuary, that's what starts happening. This woodland valley, river, little valley starts opening out into an estuarine habitat with mud flats and salt marshes. And before you get to where there's a bridge, a causeway bridge, which some people may have many people have driven over but some people listening to this might know the bridge i'm talking about you'll see lots of different um, species of bird life that are very important whether you might see curlews or green shank or red shank or whatever the sort of birds you see eating things in the mud and then when you go you keep going you end up coming into a place that's actually of international conservation importance because it's protected under european law and this place that's protected is, I'm talking about an area where there are salt marshes and sand dunes and sand flats. And this is the Harbour View uh, beach area. So that experience that I just described can all happen in just, you know, if you were going to not stop. I mean, you could walk and experience all those places in 20 minutes, half an hour. But the reality of what happens when you go to a place like Kilbritton to go and experience nature is you could spend the whole day doing that little walk. The range of different types of habitats you can see there as you move from the village, following down the estuary and down towards the Harbourview Beach. It's really beautiful. And if you're someone then who likes to jump into the sea or whatever, you can go for a swim at the end. There's also along that route, there's a lovely playground area that you can go to with children and you can access the woodlands from there and there's fairy trails. But the other real cool thing that's in Little Britain that you might know is there's a skeleton of a whale. I think it may be a fin whale. I could be wrong, but it's a full real-life skeleton of a whale that had got stranded in Court McSherry Bay, downriver from Kilbritton. And the local community had, I guess, I don't know, was rescued the right word. The whale had died. So the bones were kind of reclaimed, we'll say, and they have been put on display. So if you want to go and see up close and personal what size a whale is, it's just the bones now. It's like if you're you know, seeing dinosaur bones in a museum, if you can think of that image. But you can go and see that in Kilbritton. 
And it's a, it's a reminder of one of the things about West Cork in particular, in fact, nearly all of the Irish, well, I'll say all of the Irish coastline, that we have this amazing biodiversity in our seas and the whales are perhaps the best representation of that. So you mightn't get to see a real life whale while you're on the whale training programme, but when you're in Kilbritton, you should be sure to check out the bones. So Will, some of the other communities that we're hoping to bring our training to are Lep and Castle Freak. Can you tell us a bit about some habitats of interest in those areas? The choice of habitats in the Castle Freak area is amazing. I'd nearly put it into a competition for the best place to go walking in Ireland. Perhaps the most special thing there, well, maybe, I don't know, that's up for debate, but it, but it's possibly the sand dunes. So there's this beach, Castle Freak, many people call it. It's a popular place with surfers as well. Um, long Strand, it's called as well, because it's so long. I don't know the distance, but it takes ages to walk. But this sand dune system is linked with the other sand dunes that you'll find in places like Barley Cove and in Inchidani, where, as the story goes, there was a giant earthquake. And this is the story I've been told anyway. And um, around the 1400s or so, and low, big, massive waves came that turned up loads of sand. And it was a massive land drop, we'll say, of sand that happened along the West Cork coastline. And Castle Freak sand dune system is part of that event. And these sand dunes have been there for hundreds of years, but they're they're actually looked after by the National Parks and Wildlife Service. And the way that they do that is very interesting. There's a band of ponies. They've always been down there in the sand dunes in, in Castle Freak. And it's a wonderful example of the role that grazing animals can play in managing places for biodiversity. So people might just assume that ah, someone just has the ponies there because it's a handy place for them to eat. But you can actually go and you can walk these sand dunes and you can see the places where there aren't ponies versus the places that there are. And you can see the difference they're making in maintaining the habitat structure in the sand dunes. And the habitat structure I'm talking about is actually grassland. Like, so when I say sand dunes, people might think, oh, the sandy stuff with that long kind of grassy stuff that cuts your hands if you run through it too fast. So, or marum grass is what people might refer to it as. But the further back you go on a sand dune system, the more established and older the sand dunes are. And you get really interesting uh, grassland type of habitat start to establish in the sand dune system. It takes a long, long time for it to develop, but you get a real interesting range of flora in there. And without grazing happening, these systems will actually fade away and become scrubland and full up of briars and um, ferns and the like. So they actually have, the. it's very important, the role that the ponies play there. And that, for me, is one of the most interesting things about Castle Freak. But really, you could say so much more about that place. And then going over to Lep, the interesting thing about there is where the training is happening in CCAS, Myros House, is a new centre dedicated to sustainability. And it's set within a woodland setting, which is really beautiful. So people who go to Lep could just go somewhere like that, and you may need to go nowhere else to experience nature. But if you did, you can start to head out onto the estuarine area again and follow down mud flatty areas and come out and take your pick where you want to go to, whether you want to go to the coastal villages of Glandor or Union Hall. Thanks, Will. And now finally heading back in the easterly direction, closer to the city. Could you tell us a bit about the Tracton area? I was speaking to somebody from the Tracton area. They live close to the village of Manan Bridge, 
And they told me that many years ago, some student, I don't know who the student is, they did a research project in UCC while they were studying whatever course they were doing. And it was looking at the Bandon River and how the Bandon River once flowed out into the sea at Banan Bridge, flowed in where Fountainstown is, a beach area. Some people might be familiar with the beach of Fountainstown. So it went out where the, the path of the river would have entered the Atlantic at what's now Ringabella Creek. And due to glaciation, as gla uh, basically there was these new cuts happened in the landscape and it changed the pathway of the Bannon River where it ends up coming into the sea at Kinsale. So this tract and landscape became segregated from the river no longer flowed out through there. Now, this is a story that happened over a long, long, long time. But another thing that happened more recently then, in the, about 50, 60 years ago, the sea was dammed from entering the village of Manan Bridge. So Manan Bridge was a village on the sea. That I've heard stories that boats were able to come up in there bringing up coal, barges, and that no longer happens because this dam was created. And... If you can imagine nowadays in Ireland, um, there being a coastal village deciding we want to cut ourselves off from the sea, that would never really happen now, I think, because of things like tourism. But at the time, that made a lot of sense. And it created this scenario where, like, the Tracton area is really close to Cork City, but it's actually very kind of secluded. There's no real coast-hugging, driving route that goes through there. So the result, not only was it cut off from being part of the Bannon River or was it cut off from the sea, the valley within the Jackton area is so unbelievably secluded and tranquil. And there are amazing habitats to be found there. And there's Quilcha woodlands you can go visit, there's beaches, there's farmland, there's salt marshes. For me, What's nearly most interesting about it is a lot of it, it's almost a secret. And in terms of secret, I'd never heard of I I'd never heard of this type of a feature before. But uh, it's called uh no not wet uh perched lake, where somehow mud deposits and a raised section of the landscape prevent water from draining away, and a natural lake was formed. So forgive my description i'm not necessarily a geologist but they have a perched lake hidden in the tract and landscape it's one of the only examples of it for miles and miles around and lots more secrets and that for me is the story of biodiversity in Tracton. that unless you're from there you might know the secrets of it and people who again come on this training program this wildwork training program will get to learn some of the biodiversity secrets of Tracton area and there's no, I, you could you can ask me, what do I know about the Tracton area? I think I know very little compared to the people that live there, just like lots of other communities. But there is a strong presence there of people who are very, very um, knowledgeable on biodiversity in their local community. And participants of the Wildwood Training Programme might get to meet some of those people and learn more about the stories of what's special about the Tracton landscape in terms of biodiversity. Thank you everyone for listening and thank you Will for sharing your insight into those amazing nature and biodiversity rich spots around Cork that people may not be familiar with. If you'd like to learn more about the biodiversity training that Wildwork is going to be providing in 10 communities around Cork this summer between May and July 
or if you'd like to register to take part, head over to our website at wildwork.ie for more information on the work that we do.